Hello and welcome to The Logistics Tribe. I'm Boris Felgendreer, founder of The Logistics Tribe, and today's show is hosted by Marco Prügelmeier. His guest today is Carsten Keil. Carsten heads up Group IT and Digitization at Schnellecke Logistics. Schnellecke is a traditional, family-owned logistics provider based in Germany, but operating globally with a very sizable footprint in the automotive space. We were curious to find out how Schnellecke is incorporating innovations and new technologies to stay relevant in the marketplace. Let's jump right in. Here comes Carsten Keil from Schnellecke Logistics. Enjoy. Hello, Carsten. Welcome to the Logistics Tribe. Hello, Marco. Nice to meet you. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, that's great. I was actually looking forward uh, to our conversation because we both have worked in, in logistics and innovations. And it's always good to talk to somebody that is kind of on the same track. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that, Carsten. You're um, but for, just for our audience, would you uh, maybe like to introduce yourself a little bit and, and what you are doing at, at Schnellecke? Yeah, thank you, Marco. Um, I'm working for Schnellecke Logistics. Uh, it's a global logistics service provider working in automotive industry. And I'm responsible vice president for IT and digitization. And with me is a very nice team of 150 people are working around the world from the design of um, IT service and to the implementation and um, the running of the services. And we are delivering all the IT services to Schnellige Logistics globally. And um, that means uh, we are developing kind of software. We are implementing uh, standard software such as SAP ERP systems. Mm -hmm. And we are also um, uh, managing and planning complex IT infrastructure, IT security and One part of, of, of my organization is also to drive the digitization inside Schnellicke. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, new for us because we are uh, influencing also the digital culture inside Schnellicke. We um, educate digital trainees, digital agents. We do ideation and innovation workshops all over the world. And... For sure, our task is to find uh, smart solutions to improve our business and to make Schnellige fit for the future. Mm -hmm. uh, when did you start with the uh, with this kind of innovation work, and uh, and and what was the reason that you have it combined with the with the IT department? Yeah, we started um, more or less five years ago with the digital innovation management, and uh, why we placed this in in IT. Um, yeah, that's simple. Um, all our processes are leaded by IT. No mm -hmm. process is running without IT. And uh, the expectation of um, our board is uh, that IT pushes the digitization inside Schnellige yeah. Logistics. Yeah. And nowadays there, there's basically no more uh, innovation without IT, right? <laughs> so it's That's the truth. Uh, Yeah, it's all IT. Um, what are the main the main parts uh, that you are working on? So, so what what are the main innovations that you take care of and then that come to your mind when talking about innovation? Um, we have to separate. If we speak about innovation management, then we have to separate um, uh, that into two slices. First slice is 
the business evolution. That means uh, bringing uh, permanent innovation to our business with smart technology to improve quality, to improve um, the cost efficiency and so on. And on the other side, this is the second slice, we will uh, create new business opportunities with digital business models um, yeah, to, to prepare Schnellicke for the future, to, mm -hmm. to create in the future revenue with um, digital businesses. So Okay. And, and what are the, the technologies that you're taking a look at? to do that? Different kind of technologies. Um, we are following the global trends of um, um, innovation in, in, in general and mm -hmm. what trends are impacting the, the logistics in global. We have to separate between short-term and long-term trends. And if I look to the short-term trends, we see the following trends as relevant. At first, the IoT. IoT has the potential to connect virtually anything to anything and accelerate data-driven logistics. In the second, we see all about data standards and advanced analytics. That means clean master data to increase the quality of the analysis of the collected data and to use them in a meritocratic way, for example, for predictions. The third Trend, what we see and uh, what we have in focus is the real-time supply chain visibility. And that means establish full transparency in the supply chain in real-time, mm -hmm. supported um, for sure by IoT to enable significantly better planning, optimize costs, and increase resilience in the processes. And in mm -hmm. the fourth, we see the warehouse robotics. Um, 80% of all warehouses worldwide are manually operated today. Mm -hmm. Cribbing and sensor technology is developing very quickly and offers more and more possible applications. The objective is a deep collaboration between humans and the robots. Mm -hmm. Does that mean uh, AMRs, like autonomous mobile transports, or is it also handling robotics that you are taking a look at? It's both. It's both. Mm -hmm. We need mm -hmm. the AMRs yeah, for um, improving the material flow inside our warehouse from A to B. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, we need also robotics. And we experienced um, some cases with robotics, for example, for packaging or for pre prepare, uh, preparing packaging. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's all about robotics. And, and if we stick to the AMR topic for a second, uh, because there is a big discussion going on um, uh, about AGVs versus AMRs. So did you already or are you taking already the, the jump from traditional AGVs to AMRs? And um, if yes, why, why are you doing it? Uh, so what are the advantages that you experience? If you speak about the AGVs, then you mean the the guided vehicles on the floor with, with the stickers, right? Right, right. With yeah. Just line following just function, line. so the, the yeah. traditional okay. uh, sort of AGVs. Yeah. yeah. And in comparison to AMRs, there's um, a huge difference between the flexibility. Mm -hmm. And what we see is the uh, following the trends, what we see on the market is that our uh, business Uh, expects in the future more and more flexibility. We have in our um, digital 
um, strategy, one vision. It's called We Organize Our Logistics in the Future um, Dynamic, Self-Optimized on a Really High Level. Yeah, mm -hmm. And to reach this goal, we need AMRs instead of classical AGVs because with AGVs you have no, no really the chance to, to optimize the flow of the material in the warehouse. Yeah, right. We, because you're actually depending on an, an integration company that sets up this, the system and then uh, you're basically stuck with this system that never changes again. And that's that's something that a lot of people are not seeing this this flexibility issue, and um, yeah, I I'm always wondering why why um, some people are still sticking to the uh, old traditional AGV um, uh, type of vehicles, uh, even if there might be some use cases where uh, it's still enough to have an AGV. But I clearly see the future in, in AMRs. And uh, I was actually glad to hear, because we were discussing a little bit before, uh, that you are actually working with my, my former employee uh, uh, with Idealworks uh, about a, a pilot project. Yes. And really the bit advantage, what, what we see with the AMR from Idealworks, for example, is the navigation. Yeah, The navigation is not fixed to a topology that you have in place in your warehouse. It uh, can change from day to day because of removing parts, containers, and so on in the warehouse. And this flexibility is necessary for the future. And also, if you speak about uh, holistic uh, material flow optimization, um, we can just have success at the end if we use AMRs instead of AGVs. Yeah, I see it exactly the same. Uh, we're on the same track here. Um, you mentioned the, the IoT part and the transparent supply chain. And I read that you're also doing a lot with smart containers and uh, tracking of containers. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Um, we started um, three, four years ago with a startup to identify What can we improve in our processes to track the material without building an infrastructure on our side or on customer side where we deliver the material? And we found out that sensor technology, the cyber sensoric, uh, is a very good way to, to do this. And um, based on, on, on the first ideas, we started with an uh, MVP, with a minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. And we learned from that MVP and readjusted um, the, the scope of work. And finally, we track um, most of our just-in-sequence uh, trolleys, which are in flow between our logistics centers and the customer assembly line by this um, sensor technology. And the huge impact is we really uh, increase the, the, the quality level We have really zero PPM now in, in those processes. And at the end, it's uh, decreased also the necessary uh, communication between the operational sites on customer and, and on, on our side, which is at the end waste. Yeah, Just mm -hmm. uh, communication to ask, hey, is the trolley in line? Is it delayed or whatever? It's waste of all of us. Yeah, And... Mm -hmm. uh, 
we are really proud um, to have this inside our portfolio and to make it as a standard for, for our business. And what about the, the really fancy uh, things, Carsten, like uh, blockchain or drones? Are you also um, taking a look at those technologies? Blockchain, we see it as a trend in the, in the future, maybe in mm -hmm. five to ten years, not, not for now. Uh, mm -hmm. It depends on, on our Schnellige business, which is more or less closed in, in contract logistics. But in case of um, innovating the whole supply chain from the first tier over the logistic provider, over the mm -hmm. carrier till the OEM, then uh, we see huge potential to work with, um, with blockchain because blockchain is really a smart technology to... A switch from a centralistic uh, database to a decentralized shared system. And this is um, uh, very helpful, especially in times when we see an increasing number of uh, cyber attacks in mm -hmm. the moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And the centralized system, if this is uh, infected by a cyber attack, then no one can work with it. But mm -hmm. if it's a decentralized system and based on blockchain, then we have a better resilience mm -hmm. in the process. Did, did you actually already encounter some cyber attacks at, at Schnellecke or, or at least uh, attempts to do that? Um, for the moment, no. No, we are uh, registrating day by day for sure trials yeah, to, to, mm -hmm. to do the mm -hmm. attacks. But uh, knocking on wood, um, mm -hmm. for the moment, uh, we are really, really safe. Okay, so but there are signals that that uh, the trials are getting more and more uh, in in quantity probably, and um, that this could be an issue for the future. And that, yes, um, blockchain could could have some advantages there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and if you ask me about drones, drones is also um, uh, very interesting to us. We did a trial in in one location for inventory management. Mm -hmm. You know, we do inventory management in most of our locations um, by human beings. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. that creates cost, that creates workload and so on. Mm -hmm. And we see really nice potential to use drones for inventory management, especially if you plug tags yeah, or RFID tags on, on mm -hmm. your boxes, mm -hmm. then you can fly through the warehouse and scan the, the tags mm -hmm. very fast and you can really speed up the total time of, of, of taking a general inventory process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds interesting because you what you basically do with the inventory count is you see is is the right box at the right right spot at the right place in the in the warehouse. Yeah. And um, with the drone you're basically as I understood it, you're flying by and you are reading the text and you can probably also match up some, I don't know, some markers or so with the camera. To, to detect if uh, the tag or the, the, the load unit is on the right place. Right. Oh, okay. It mm -hmm. depends on the on the way of inventory you do. But you're right. Uh, we can also compare the storage location. Yeah. The physical mm -hmm. and the system uh, based one. And uh, there we can find out very quickly uh, mistakes and we can correct it. And that improves also our logistics quality. Uh, how about augmented reality and virtual reality. Uh, does this play a role already? Yeah, yeah. We use both of, of, of that technology. The virtual mm -hmm. reality, especially for training issues, mm -hmm. yeah, to, 
to so onboarding or yes or yes exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. marco yeah especially for onboarding processes it's, it's really really helpful for us uh, you mm-hmm. know we are working in in in, in mexico which is really a nice yeah. country and in mexico we have uh, really trouble with uh, the fluctuation with the turnover of prisoner mm-hmm. and um to um decrease the cost for the onboarding we use virtual reality and it was really a good tool yeah to to teach the people and to bring them in really short time from the entrance of the company to the shop floor to do um, a great job do you have any data already on that so how, how much quicker or how much uh, a better a training could be or something do you got any experience about that already um yeah the the, the training um increase the, the time increases uh, around um, 20 to 30 percent oh that's huge that's huge right. really mm-hmm. and um the augmented reality is in use um i don't know if you know we were the first one as a logistic provider in automotive industry who has launched the Google Glass for uh, sequencing processes. Yes, I know. I actually got the chance to see it. Uh, ah, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did. Back yeah. Then we, we had an exchange and, and we could see that. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah. With the, was- picking, with the picking process. And I think it was together also with, with some RFID technology, if, if I remember it right, or some, right. some wristband, right, that detected the, the right box uh, or the right item to, to take to. Right, right. And um, I like this technology um, really much because it combines the human intelligence with automated um, AI-based processes. And that is an Mm -hmm. unbeatable alliance from my point of view. Mm -hmm. Because it's uh, so intuitive, right? Um, You you just use the glasses and you... Um, you can immediately start and uh, there is no, yeah, not really much to know. You, you get the, the, the right uh, numbers into, into your display and you know how to, uh, to take the parts. And um, that makes it very easy and very suitable for this use case of picking parts. That is right. And did you roll that out, the, the, um, the AR picking use case? Um, yeah, we rolled it out um, to South Africa in the past and also to Mexico from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the experience we made were different. Uh, in Germany and South Africa, they work really well with the system. In Mexico, where we have really hot temperature outside mm-hmm. and inside the warehouses, we got some trouble with the, with the accu and with the device. It was heating up a lot. Ah, and okay. uh, because of the temperatures yeah that yeah. that's always the thing with innovations uh you always occur some some fancy things that you were not thinking about before right and, that's and right. then you have to deal with it yeah that's right and some of the users didn't acceptance the technology and that's why we uh, cut it off in that cases and um yeah uh, but in 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 some use cases, it makes sense and it's really, really helpful for us. Uh, another big top topic where I would be really interested in your opinion on that is autonomous trucks and uh, how how would they um, yeah influence us in logistics in the future? How fast do you, do you see that coming? And what what is your opinion in general on the topic of autonomous trucks? 
I see a huge potential in it, yeah, with the technology, uh, technology and um, the ever increasing investment in development of sensors and vision technologies like the Google Glass, yeah, or something else. Mm -hmm. Self-driving capabilities will transform the way car vehicles are assembled, operated, utilized and serviced. Um, I see self-driving vehicles will upgrade logistics by unlocking new levels of safety, efficiency and quality. What I see, if you ask me directly as an opportunity, well, faster, more efficient transport thanks to optimized routing, mm -hmm. greater mm -hmm. lane density, 24-7 operation. There will be also a better road safety and operational productivity as human error is eliminated. Mm-hmm. And there will be an environmental impact due to more efficient fuel consumption. What I see also are challenges about autonomous trucks. At first, the legal restrictions in countries, states can slow adoption. Mm -hmm. also, also security and safety concerns about the detrimental consequences of potential hackers and software bugs. And at the end, potential job losses um, and the need to upskill the people affected by driverless vehicles. This is the last point is at the end also an advantage. Yeah, if if we look to some market where we have trouble to to gain new people from the market to hire mm -hmm. talents, it is also uh, really helpful to have autonomous trucks in the future. Yes, and there is already in, in Germany and in the US especially, there is also, also right now a huge uh, shortage uh, uh, on truck drivers. Absolutely. As I know from last month in, in Germany, the shortage of truck drivers is around 60,000 people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a huge yeah. number. Yeah, and that's huge, and and I could actually, uh, yeah, get to a real problem for logistics. Yeah, and their and their autonomous trucks could, yeah, probably help a lot. Do are you already experiencing with with uh, first use cases, um, maybe on a trailer yard or something like that, where you got fenced areas? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, because this will probably come in the next in the near future that you start uh, on 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 the on in your own yard, let's say for the yeah. Um, yeah, for the last docking on onto the dock levels or something like that. Yeah, and uh, I know it from from one company uh, that I'm working with. They are doing the the teleoperations for uh, those kind of yeah autonomous trucks, uh, but only in fenced areas already. Mm, and this uh, seems to be quite promising already. Mm -hmm. You mentioned also, Carsten, the, the issue of uh, sustainability. Uh, what is Schnellecke doing on that part to get more sustainable processes? Oh, we do a lot. About sustainability, uh, we have to um, understand what, what Schnellecke understands with uh, sustainability. At the end, um, Schnellecke is trying day by day to improve the service quality to create really successful and sustainable uh, business activities. And um, the long-term success of our company also depends on how early we identify risk and opportunities at an early stage and that we consistently comply with laws, regulations, ethical principles and voluntary commitments. We commit ourselves and our suppliers and service providers to apply the same principles to ensure sustainable business, including 
environmental protection, human and labor rights of employees, transparency in business relationships, fair market conduct, uh, due diligence to promote responsible raw material supply chains, and integration of sustainability requirements into organization processes, and last but not least, to the systems. We already operate green IT. You know what, what it means. We use renewable energies. We have had in the past virtualized all the servers. Mm -hmm. um, we use photovoltaics to get the power supply to the data centers. And we have already been using e-trucks, electronic trucks in selected areas for several years where timed transports with a fixed route take place and we can implement the charging station at the end and uh, at the beginning of the route. Sustainable action is an integral part of our strategy and is reflected in our vision, mission and value proposition, particularly in logistics, where many partners, including competitors, work hand in hand with each other. And that is a challenge to enforce our own sustainability requirements. In the end, the entire supply chain is only as sustainable as its weakest link is positioned. That's my point of view. And the, 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 yeah, the, the green IT issue, I think that's quite interesting because the, the IT consumption part of energy, I think it's not neglectable, right? I think there, there's quite some uh, energy consumed by all the servers and so on. For sure. We have um, 5,000 um, uh, workplaces all around the world and we have around 800 servers in total and they consume a lot of um, uh, energy. And with the way to go green IT, um, with the decision to um, uh, yeah, bring the, the power supply to a sustainable level, we took a huge step to um, decrease our carbon footprint. And we measure it, yeah. You mentioned, uh, or, or coming back again uh, to the uh, autonomous trucks issue, because uh, that is really something that, that I'm thinking a lot of. Um, just your opinion, could could it be that uh, this opens new possibilities for the OEMs of the trucks, uh, so for the autonomous trucks in, in the future, so that they um, actually will act as a shipping forwarder Uh, do you see that as, a, that as a, a threat for for the traditional forwarder companies? Yeah, we see this as a general threat. Yeah, all the logistics integrators. That means the mm -hmm. the, the, the OEMs of the of the autonomous trucks, or also mm -hmm. the forklift, the material handling um, uh, systems. Um, as more as they automate their system, and as more as they bring autonomous Uh, smartness inside um, that will really create a threat to uh, keep our existing business mm -hmm. because um, the technology allows us as you said um, to um, to bid services um, as our competitor in, 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 the, in the future mm -hmm. and um, We, we speak in our uh, strategic meetings since a couple of years about this thread and we try to uh, generate, uh, generate opportunities based on this development on, of, of the market. Yeah? Mm -hmm. what, what we see as a big challenge is and as an opportunity is to create platforms 
to manage this, that technology. And manage means hardware independent. In case every material handling supplier brings his own steering platform on, on the shop floor, Mm-hmm. Then, then it will really challenging the the users at the end because they have to work in several kind of uh, steering platforms. But if we have multi platform um, um, available, independent from the hardware, mm-hmm. then it can create an an advantage of of Schnellige's business for the future. Yeah, like hardware agnostic platforms that um, that are in the cloud, right? That's right. And, but do you see that only? Are you talking now about the shop floor or about the um, the trucks, the autonomous trucks, and and the steering or the the um, yeah coordination of those trucks in the future? I I talked about the the shop floor equipment, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. see parallels to to the autonomous trucks um, um, outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you as Schnellecke, you see both as an uh, as an opportunity actually. To, to jump in there yeah and um, connected maybe to that question cast and how what do you think about the, the um, uh, freight forwarder platforms that are now existing right now already like Shipeo and and so on and and some of them are really getting big right now yeah uh, how do you see that development uh, in the startup uh, um, environment right now um, to be honest um in the current business, it is um, a must for every transport logistics specialist to use that platforms. Yeah, mm-hmm. in times when the shortage of available cargo space is constantly increasing, and on the other hand, supply chains are moving more and more from push to pull. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the short-term demand defines the timing of the supply chain, the logistics service provider must ensure a high degree of flexibility and so on, and that can help. This is exactly what the platforms are good for because they match supply and demand in real time and can uh, help to serve peak loads, especially. Mm-hmm. We ourselves are partic- participants um, on these platforms. We use um, Timocom and Transporion. Mm-hmm. Transporion is more or less a Volkswagen-based platform, but Timocom is an, an open platform and we use um, those platforms really to, to handle our peaks. Okay, so that's already now for you a very important tool to to use. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This is also because of the of the um, uh, business strategy of Schnellige. In the past, we had uh, huge numbers of own uh, trucks, but uh, we have decided a couple of years ago uh, instead of invest into the assets, uh, our um, strategy is to rent the capacity on the market mm-hmm. because it helps us to uh, get a better flexibility on the costs. And this is important in a very volatile business, what we see based on the COVID-19 pandemic and, and so on. And um, let's stick to the, the startup issue uh, for a few more minutes. Uh, how do you in general cooperate with startup or handle startups uh, within Schnellecke or in, in connection with Schnellecke. Do you have any uh, secrets on that or, or any um, things that did work good for you or things that did not work um, for our listeners? Yeah, we made both experience, good ones and bad ones. Mm-hmm. And, um, it started uh, four years ago, uh, since four, year, uh, four, four years, sorry, 
Mm. We are working very closely with startups. And um, the biggest challenge from the beginning was to change our culture inside um, the company. Mm -hmm. um, um, yeah, um, we talked about the augmented reality picking with a Google Glass or the smart container tracking, or we have also image recognition software for quality assurance. And all those solutions were created by startups. Yeah. And uh, we we were not started with from the scratch, but um, they presented us in, in, in pitchings, uh, some solutions. And, and we thought about how can we use this technology to bring it to our business, to create user acceptance, to create values and uh, to bring it um, to a serial process. And um, the path to this point was a learning curve and not all approaches have resulted in success, as I said. First of all, um, as I said before, it was really essential to establish a culture within the company that made a cooperation with a startup and Schnellicke promising. You know, this is like black and white. Yeah, Schnellicke is a traditional company, a family-owned company with more than 75 years experience and a startup which has just in focus to create business opportunities opportunities very fast very mm. very um, very strong and uh, especially the failure culture was the biggest differentiation between startup and our company so mm -hmm. we took our learnings from the process and today we actively uh, do scouting technology on the market we look at the startups behind it and uh, We like to have them uh, to pitch for us. Our digital innovation ment offers a governance model that allows us to drive things out, draw conclusions and readjust the scope. And in all developments, we focus as much as possible on customer benefits and thus create a basic for success right uh, from the start. And any other approach is also not targeted for us as we make our investments very selective Mm -hmm. due to the low margins typical of, of logistics. yeah. So at the end, it is a success story and I can suggest to all logistics service providers and all companies to try it out and make uh, experience to work with startups. It, op it, it, it opens your mind, sorry. It, it opens your mm -hmm. mind and it brings you to new ideas um, to think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can just agree with that. Um, but it's, It seemed that you also changed a little bit on the Schnellecke side, um, a little bit of culture or something like that. How did did you do that, or can you give us some examples on on what you what you did there? Yeah, we we, we, we tried to change a lot inside um, our company on, on on cultural aspects. Yeah, and we are not uh, finished yet. We are, this is a continuously process. Yeah, and mm -hmm. all starts with the. As uh, you typically know from change management um, uh, programs, all starts with the awareness. Mm -hmm. We started with the with creating awareness in all our management levels because of new market players like Amazon or like Uber for taxi or like Airbnb for hotels and so on. And with these samples, we created or started to create the, the awareness in 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 the management heads, yeah. And in the second phase, we started with an 
agile approach to bring innovations to our business. And in this agile projects, we changed also the methodology from the kickoff to delivering a service which is uh, usable for a serial process by using an iterative um, uh, methodology. Yeah, We started mm -hmm. and we failed. We learned, we started again, failed, mm -hmm. learned again. Yeah, So it's, it's It is a, a life cycle, as you know, from DevOps, yeah? Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, that uh, really changed step by step the mindset of our organization. And parallel on this, we started with um, digital innovation summits. We, mm -hmm. we uh, created marketing to, to speak about our innovation projects. We teach um, digital trainees digital agents and we put those digital agents as ambassadors into our business so that they are able to or we enable them to 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 build a link between our mm -hmm. classical traditional business and our agile thinking acting mm -hmm. working it organization i understand so that they, that they could actually see the daily problems and um and find solutions right uh, for it right okay all right that's very good uh thank you very much carsten for all the uh, valuable insights that you give could give to our listeners and uh, to myself i'm also always very interested in in those kind of talks and it was really a pleasure thank you very much for joining the logistics tribe thank you marco it was a pleasure for me too All right, that was the Logistics Tribe podcast episode with Carsten Keil from Schnellecke Logistics. I hope you got some interesting insights and ideas from today's show. We'll be back next week. Make sure you follow and subscribe to the Logistics Tribe podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes. I'm Boris Felgendreher. Until next time. <laughs>